Philippines here, <laughs> so that's been a problem for me. Where, where in the? Are you from the Philippines? Yeah, like um, so I was born and raised in Manila, and then I moved to Vancouver for school. And so right now, like I, for the holidays, I went back home and did like a side trip with the rest of my family to Japan. Uh-huh. And then so now I'm spending like I might stay here for a couple months um, just to see because I haven't been with my family for like maybe five years, I would say. So it's just been a lot of like catching up and stuff like that and like time with family. So that's pretty one of like one of like my concerns in being here as well. Mm-hmm. And you speak Tagalog or whatever it's called? I yeah, I do. Um, so I am actually like, I'm Chinese, but, but um, so both of my parents, like my grandparents were originally from mainland, but they moved here when they were younger. And so I grew up here. I went to, I went to school here um, and in keeping up with like the whole Chinese thing, like I went to a Chinese school here in the Philippines. So I do know, and in the Philippines, you also speak English. So English, I do yeah. know English, Filipino, and Chinese. So it's a little bit like a mix of everything. What is that like learning? I mean, like, try, do you get stuff confused? Like, because a lot of things don't. I, I always wonder because uh, I speak Spanish and English, but like, mm-hmm. I don't oh, okay. know the difference. Are you, hmm? oh, are you like fluent in Spanish? Uh, Not anymore. I don't speak it as much because it was mostly my like grandparents and my I mean, I still talk to my grandma, like, like, like you know, um, in Spanish, but that's the only person. So, like, yeah, um, I don't know. And also, like, English is, like, the best language, I guess. Uh, everyone uses it. Yeah. Um, it was pretty interesting because, um, like, going to school, like, they, like, so we would have, like, in classes just for English, one that's for Filipino, and one that's for Chinese. And so, like, growing up, I think, like, especially, like, when I was younger, so, like, you know how, like, you're, you learn to, like, write things, so you're, at the same time, I'm learning all these English words, like, trying to write all of them, and then I would do the same for Filipino and Chinese, and at one, at, at some point, like, as a kid, you kind of just start, like, hating it, in the sense that it's, like, I started asking, like, why do I need to learn all of these languages, and it's, like, you're constantly trying to divide sort of like the space or like your sort of like like ability to cope and learn between three. And I think that's also like one of the reasons why I've probably forgotten most of like my Chinese words and like and stuff like that. Um, simply because like we go out for the Philippines, it's mostly English and Filipino so the more you do practice or whatever it is that you practice the most on a daily basis, I think that's sort of like what sticks. Um, when I am with my grandparents or like with other relatives, like they would try to speak Chinese. So as far as it goes, like that's when I really get to practice it. But as with all languages, um, the less that you practice it, the worse it gets. Uh. So like even when I, um, back when my grandparents were still alive, they would always like sort of like laugh at us because like to them we would always have this like weird accent uh-huh. and then so it was something that they would always like make fun of with us in like an endearing way but yeah um for the most part it is like english and filipino and i think like even with other um filipino chinese here in the philippines one of the things that we do is sort of like mix 
English and Chinese together. So like when I speak with my parents, sometimes it's uh-huh. like yeah, I a sentence. It's like some of our prepositions would be in English, but like the nouns would be in Chinese, for example. So yeah. it's kind of like a mix. Yeah, yeah. Over here, we call that Spanglish if you use Spanish and English. So, like, it's like it's like you're using words and using English words, like, if you don't know the exact word. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. Was it hard for you to learn English? Like, what was that like? I mean. No, actually, like, a lot of people, like, when, and even when I, um, as a kid, when we would travel to the U.S. or, and eventually when I moved to Canada, a lot of people, um, whenever I would speak, like, at first, they wouldn't, especially coming, like, when I first moved to Canada, like, bringing all of, like, the intonation and, like, the accent from, like, the Philippines, a lot of them actually couldn't place uh, my accent. And I think even now, it's still not as Canadian English as it would sound. But, like, a lot of people actually thought that I was from Singapore or from Hong Kong, uh-huh. simply because, like, I knew my I knew my nouns, I knew my grammar, but then like the way I spoke it had sort of like a ring to it. But um it was interesting too, like adapting and like sometimes like people would sort of like like my closest friends would sort of like make fun of it in a sense. <laughs> but in the Philippines we do um we do take English as one of like the major requirements for every school. I think a lot of people don't know that for a short period of time, the focus was actually under the U.S. Uh, yeah, I remember I that. Maybe like maybe like ten years or something like that. But, so a lot of like the educational system um, was patterned with English being like the main focus, simply because they also wanted to make it accessible for um, the Philippines to be able to like work. To like be able to work abroad and go to different countries in a sense, and yeah. even now there's yeah. Filipinos everywhere, sort of like everywhere you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. I think the I don't. Know. I just I'm always scared of islands, so I'm like, oh, why are you on an island? That's an island. Um, but Japan's an island too, and I'm like, that seems like like what was that experience like going to Japan? I mean, what was that like? Um, it was it was amazing. Like um. It, it was actually my second time to go to Japan. Like the first time I went to Japan was probably when I was six, mm-hmm. and that was with my grandparents. So obviously, like I guess, like Japan was such a different place at that time, and still being six years old, like I I barely remember anything. Like all I remember was probably um, being in our hotel room because I do remember like before, like I would have so much fun with like you know how like they have those those machines that like pop up toys and everything. Yeah. Because Japan I felt like they're pretty crazy when it comes to like their vending machines. Uh. Like they have vending machines everywhere and like as a kid like that's one of the things that I remember because I I was obsessed with like those toys like and like all the toys that Japan had at that time like Tamagotchi. Like uh, I don't know yeah. like I don't know if you Tabagachi, yeah, uh, I have, yeah. I have, I still have <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like I was obsessed with those ones as a kid. Um, but now that I got to go, now that with my family again, like I think with because I have two um, brothers as well, and then they're both like a huge fan of like Japanese food and everything. So I, t- I think like the whole trip was sort of like centered around food. <laughs> uh-huh. So I did go to like. Kyoto, Osaka, and Sapporo, and it was amazing. Like, um, 
because like I knew what the Philippines was and how other countries in Asia was, being in Japan was a little bit different. Simply because I think Japan's a much like um, economically stable country as compared to like other Southeast Asian countries, and it's sort of like it was pretty nice. Like um, everything there, like they have everything that you could ever need, and the food I think was just the best. Like everything was so fresh, and I'm a huge fan of like sushi and sashimi, uh-huh. and I think like that was like the most. Um, I was pr- practically having, I think, raw fish every single day. And anything that you can think of, they have, like, ramen stores that are, like, 24 hours. Um, I particularly enjoyed going to Osaka because they're pretty known for, like, their um, street food. And so they have, like, these massive streets where it's, like, all, like, vendors after another selling different kinds of snacks and it goes on up until late at night and i know like it's different in canada because for us i think a lot of things close early Mm. and it's amazing how in japan like they're open till 12 and it's i think like that's a shocker because most in canada would be closed by like 10 11 yeah we're we're a little bit more kind of especially vancouver i think we're a little bit more relaxed and a younger city so it was pretty nice to go to like japan where it was like a huge city what was the coolest thing about japan was it just the food that like the people what i mean like what is it at the same time like we did get to go to a lot of like the sites and i feel that um one of the best things in japan was like how how they were able to preserve um the culture and everything that they have simply because like um we went to kyoto where they manage, you would see like houses that would be hundreds of years old and they still manage to like maintain it and everything. And um, and I think like, when it comes to traveling, that's one of the things that you sort of see how different countries and different cultures are, are able to like keep their identity um, despite everything. And the, I just like loved how they were able to maintain it. Like one of the things we also did was like, we went to uh, a soba restaurant that apparently has been um, running since the 1812, back when like the palace was still in Kyoto and they have been serving the royal family back then. And until today, like whenever the royal family would be in Kyoto, they would like um, come to the restaurant. So it's pretty amazing. Like how I think like deeply rooted they are in their traditions and who they are and knowing that I think like Japanese people are also known to be very proud and like patriotic for who they are and where they come from so I felt like that was like you could really feel it and then the way that they advertise um, their country their tourism and even with their souvenirs like everything I felt was like they're so rich in culture and they definitely have this identity that they're proud of and like when you're there, it's like you see everything, and you're like, just see like how how amazing they are, and like how you know they are as people. And I feel like whenever it comes to traveling, like every country has their own sort of character. Mm. Yeah, would you ever live there? I'm curious. Like, I always wonder. Um, I probably like, probably the biggest barrier would be language. Mm-hmm. Like, it would probably be so hard. Um. There's like a lot of like I think 
from now and in the coming years ahead, like I think more and more like Japanese students are like going to the US and other English speaking countries and learning English and probably like taking it back to their country. So and then as they modernize as well, like maybe like in the future English um, would be better in that country and like make living there easier. But I I think like if I were to live elsewhere it would be Japan but I would understand what a lot of people would simply because um because of the culture and how you know mm-hmm. and then at the same time we also have everything they're like like the first world in Asia <laughs> whereas a lot of like in other countries like like it's a little bit um life is a little bit tougher mm. I would say in other Asian countries yeah so you come to America right sorry you, you would like to come to America. That's always like, I mean, you're in Canada. Yeah. Canada's pretty nice. I'm uh, too cold for me. <laughs> like, it's always been like my friends and I always like make fun of it as well. And how like, um, you know, how in like American TV shows, like Canada's always given a bad rep, like even in South Park and a lot of like comedies. And like, even when you watch like Seth Rogen, like they'll make fun of Canada. But I, I like Canada. I like that it's, a little bit more relaxed or quieter in that sense. <laughs> well, especially I think yeah. Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I don't know. I think you're. Uh, you seem like a California person. Like you would be really, really <laughs> adjust to California really nice because it's, it's of course the weather's great all the time. So San Francisco, yeah. L.A., mm-hmm. um, San Diego, wh- whatever you choose. Um, like those are like like just some major ones, but like yeah, I could see you. Would that be a dream to go to one of those places or just visit? Like, are you not interested? I, if ever I were to move, it would definitely be West Coast. Mm-hmm. And you got it correctly simply because I feel like the weather's more milder. Like, it doesn't get too hot. It doesn't get too cold. Um, and I don't know. Like, I, I think, like, growing up in the Philippines where it's, like, a huge city and all skyscrapers. Like, I think, like, the West Coast... And as, even in Vancouver, like, I particularly enjoyed all the nature and, like, being so close to the mountains, being so close to the water. And I feel like it's a little bit, you know, like, slower. Uh-huh. And that I feel really nice. Um, if in the U.S., I would see myself perhaps San Francisco or California. Like, I, I could sort of see that in a sense. Like, I can't imagine myself, like, if it were, for example, like, East Coast. Or, like, let's say, like, a bigger city, like, New York. Like, I feel like I wouldn't, I kind of, like, wouldn't belong in a sense where, like, it'll be a bigger adjustment compared to, like, going somewhere in the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. I, or the South. I don't, I mean, you know, if you want to, I mean, you're from te- I'm from Texas, so, like, it's, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, it's, like, to me, it's, like, uh, the South, it's calm anything below or the uh-huh. to the west it's like so, so it's just calmer um you oh, know you right. go to new york gotta be on your toes all the time like you it's know, just oh. it's so fast-paced um everyone's mm-hmm. trying to do something everyone's trying to be someone i mean la is kind of like that too but um la yeah. is a little more friendly it's a lot more community based but um mm-hmm. new york is just go 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 uh, i've never seen anything like that and small rooms that cost uh-huh. whatever insane amount of price I keep hearing that too, and like, um, like I know, like real estate in Vancouver is pretty bad, simply because of like all um, the foreign investors that they like, um, 
are into like property right now, but I know that in um, New York, like you would be paying an absurd amount and it'd just be like barely enough space for you to like really like live as a, you know, like a small bed and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I actually even have a friend on Instagram who, she's from New York and she was telling me that it's a little hard to date in New York simply uh-huh. because she feels that everybody is just really like um, at this age, like around like 20s and 30s, they're so into their careers that they don't have time to date around or it's not apparently like it's sort of like not as big of, you know, a priority at a younger age to actually go. Like, I, like obviously it's different, but I just feel like that's, it just goes to show how fat fast pace it is for them what is dating like in vancouver is it i don't know what like to me it's like is it like a lot of people is it like you know it's always a question to me so curious um i think dating in vancouver i think like because there's so many different types of people in vancouver you could literally meet anyone like um, Vancouver has a lot of like immigrants at the same time a lot of people who come to the city with the main purpose of like studying and so I feel like not just with like with culture and even like you could see it with like the people you meet and like you people um, and like even the food choices in Vancouver because there's so many different people like um they bring along with them like there's so many amazing restaurants and because a lot of people like come and like start businesses and stuff like that um with dating i i don't think it's that hard in vancouver and i feel like a lot of people um in vancouver they're a little bit more relaxed in this at the same time and because of that i think it's pretty common also like and i see it pretty often um a lot of like apps and a lot of like places that would actually like um, encourage like group activities for certain ages during the summer and like those are like nice ways to meet people. Um, we take advantage of summer very very much and you could see it as there are so many events like that you could like literally meet people and I think it's a young city at the same time. Like I feel because Vancouver's real estate prices are going up a lot of like um older people um families um in an effort to save money also move outside of the city so i feel like a lot of those who are left in vancouver are like the you know in their 30s and 40s like um with their careers sort of like already there and like they're hoping to like settle down and find a partner and so it's pretty nice like it's a nice mix in the city and do you like the weather? Do you like the coldness? The <laughs> so a lot. I watch South Park, so I'm just like, it's probably just freezing over there all the time. <laughs> so a lot of people think just because Canada's up in the north that it's freezing, but um, I guess that would be true for places like um, Montreal and like Toronto. But in Vancouver, actually, it's more of rain. Like it probably rains seven, eight months out of a year. Um, the only time it doesn't is during summer and even then sometimes in summer it does um, and I remember t- telling a couple of friends from Instagram as well like I think at that time I was talking to someone who was from London and I was saying that apparently like Vancouver 
has like twice as much rain as London, just for just as comparison. Um, but the weather is amazing. Like um, during summer, it doesn't go higher. It doesn't go higher than like I would say thirty degrees Celsius. And then during winter, at maximum, like maybe negative five degrees Celsius. I know you guys are in Fahrenheit. So <laughs> that's a little bit of a different like conversion too. Yeah. But it's nothing too crazy, I think. Like um we don't get insane like we don't get insane snow as Montreal or Toronto would. Yeah. Um like I per- like uh, for me for me growing up in the Philippines, I like snow. But the rest of like my friends in Vancouver, the moment it's it snows, for them it's such a big hassle. Or they hate it. Like they always say that it's nice to look at. But once you're in it, it's like a hassle and it's inconvenient. But I still enjoy it so much. Like every time it snows or there's forecast of snow, I'm like waiting, like looking outside the window and waiting for it to just like start falling. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, it's the same for us because we don't get snow that often. Like the first that we got snow a couple of weeks. You ago. got snow recently. Like it was, yeah. I, I remember. It was a couple of weeks ago, and I just remember, like, this was, like, the first time in 12 years or 13, 15 years or whatever. And we were, like, everyone was outside. Everyone was, like, it's snowing. You know? It was, <laughs> it was like, a miracle or something. And, you know, you know, a lot of people were, like, just happy it snowed because, you know, we don't see that often. It's usually really hot. Like, I'm talking about, like, um, whatever degree Celsius is 100 or whatever in Fahrenheit. Like, oh, it, okay. Like, I... I probably like the Vancouver at the hottest would maybe be around eighty, so I think around eighty in summer, and that's it. Mm, yeah. like, it doesn't go hotter than that. Yeah, people don't go outside because, well, because <laughs> you you're gonna get dehydrated really quickly, and you know, ten fifteen minutes out there, it's just not it's not worth it. One hundred and fifteen, yeah. hundred twenty sometimes. Oh, okay. mm. Like, would your weather be hotter than California? Oh yeah, way hotter. California has this. California has the perfect weather out of any place I've ever been. I've been to Toronto. I've been to a lot of states in the U.S. I've been, you know, uh, you know, you know, to Asian countries to here to there. I've been, I've been there, and there's no better place in there. It's like this perfect. It's perfect for us. Just like it never gets too cold. I mean, it gets cold a little bit, but like it never gets too cold. Also, never gets too hot, so it's like this perfect area. So, but yeah, also there's wildfires and all that stuff. So they're, yeah, they're, like I think this year was pretty tough on them in regards to like wildfire. And it, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think like Washington almost had some, and then like it affected the air even in Vancouver, mm-hmm. like for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think it's it's crazy. I don't know, they, but they also. I mean, LA, for example, has a lot of technology, and you know, mm-hmm. um, I remember the the SpaceX thing, and there was like this ship that they're launching uh-huh. satellites and stuff, and a oh. lot of people were freaking out because it looks weird, it looked like a like an alien spaceship or whatever. Oh, so really? it was really interesting to watch people freak out about that. But yeah, it's such a I don't know. I think it has perfect weather. There's no better place mm-hmm. than there. Uh, well, at least California, anywhere in California. I mean, it depends. If you want a little warmer, you go down. If you want a little colder, go up. It's like pick and choose. Yeah, like I, I, I know for a fact that in San Francisco, it does get a lot colder than mm. LA, for example. And they're both in the same state, right? 
it makes such a huge difference in just being like a yeah. little bit higher. Yeah. yeah. So I, we didn't even introduce you. So what your, your fitness, <laughs> your, 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 yeah, I know we kind of like, we, I, I think like we haven't spoken about it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I am Megan and I am 26. I am from Vancouver, BC. And my Instagram it, handle is She Bakes and Lifts simply because I work as a pastry chef at a bakery. Um, but I also enjoy fitness. Um, I know a lot of people always ask me, like, it seems contradictory mm-hmm. because as a baker, as a pastry chef, I am churning cakes cookies, dealing with butter and sugar and dairy and all of that good stuff that oftentimes like, you know, like you would have to sort of like, or people think you would have to sacrifice Uh if you were to fitness or if you want to achieve this, this or that, like physically. Is it, is it, is it really tough? I mean, being a baker, like, is it really tough not to just grab a cookie, grab a, whatever grab like i mean like six donuts or whatever just grabbing it so, like if i was in here like the problem with me is like, my mentality is like oh i'm a baker i'm gonna just you know this is this is heaven for me like you know it's, it's it's crazy that you know how do you balance like how do you say ah wow you're turning butter you're making all these wonderful treats <laughs> like like how do you not have the temptation to just like you know with cookie dough for example like i would just oh. I'll just eat that raw and I'll be like, you know, I can never be a baker for that one reason is because I would eat everything. So how do you kind of like manage that? Do you just like, uh, you know, how do you do it? It's impossible to me. <laughs> Actually, a little bit of a backstory. Like that is sort of like, like I would like throughout high school and college, I was not active at all. Like I always tell people on Instagram that I used to be that type of girl as well who would come out, come out with all the different types of excuses just to like skip PE or gym. Like I was never part of any like varsity or any like sports team. Um, the only time I really like sort of um, had having interest in it actually was when I went to culinary school or pastry school, and. Throughout that one year of being in pastry school, because we had to constantly learn everything, try everything. And in pastry school, most of the things that you make, you have to bring home. Like, well, all days after days, months after months, you're learning all the different types of how to make different types of things. And then you bring them home. And a lot of times, like, I'll try to give it away to friends and, like, uh-huh. my neighbors. But at, at, at a certain point, even they're like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't want it anymore. Like, I still have what you gave me two days ago. And that is how I gained weight. And um, that is sort of, like, at, after a couple months of graduating pastry school, um, my boyfriend actually um, is a, loves going to the gym and he plays basketball almost every week. Um, he was the one who sort of, like, told me, like, why don't you sign, sign up for the gym? You can come with me. And, you know, like, um, you could try to find a program that you like. You can start off with that one. And I feel, I felt at that time, like, um, why don't I give it a try? Um, I probably gained 15 pounds <laughs> from a year in pastry school. And, like, I, that, I think that time... Um, my self-esteem was also at a little bit of a low simply because I felt like um, 
after a year, like, I managed to do that. And I think, like, at a certain point, like, um, you start, you kind of start feeling it. And I just wanted change. I felt like I moved here to Canada. Like, I sort of, like, want to grow and, like, sort of, like, better myself. And that's what I did. I started um, Kayla It's an SBBG program. And that's sort of, like, how I started um, and then I think when you at the in the beginning it's never easy, but as you sort of like see results and you start to enjoy it, um, it's it becomes easier. Easier not only for the workouts but with food as well. So that time, even though I was already um, I started working, I started working at different bakeries. Um, it was a little bit easier to sort of like say no to the food. Like I wouldn't say no. I, I don't want to say I say no, but I sort of know how to regulate myself already. Like I could just like try a bite or two and then, you know, like I wouldn't be going after everything I make. Um, I do understand that it is hard. Um, like for example, at the bakery in Vancouver, I am the first person in. So I come in at 4 a.m. And the next person doesn't come in until 7 or 8. And so everything, I sort of like bake off. I bake off everything to make sure by the time that the bakery opens, it's all ready. Uh-huh. And then within that three hours where it's just me in the kitchen, I feel that's like the hardest part. Because I know that nobody's watching me. Nobody can see me. Uh-huh. So like sometimes it's so easy like, you know. To grab a cookie, grab a muffin, and you know, and in the morning when you're hungry, it's so hard, right? Um, and then at the same time, a lot of like bakeries, um, working in the kitchen, they don't really like mind you grabbing anything. So you could like basically for us in the bakery, like we make our own food, like we can grab whatever is in there and stuff like that. So for a lot of people, I think that's a little bit hard because you know that you don't, you can grab one anytime and I feel that that temptation's always there lingering but after a certain point like um you just sort of like learn how to regulate yourself and I think with a lot of things that's also what I always want to say that it's all about balance you know like you don't want to be restricting yourself to the point that you're miserable but at the same time you should know that you know that cookie or that muffin it's still going to be there tomorrow like I don't need cookies <laughs> or three today and yeah and I think like um in the long run it's something that you kind of like learn as well and sort of like find yourself at peace with like I don't see it as sort of as a reward anymore because I used to be an emo- like I used to be so emotional when it came to like food like I if I was like feeling bad or feeling sort of like tired like if I sat down, watched Netflix, I could easily finish, like, a full bag of chips or, you know, like, ice cream. Like, I think, like, those are, like, some of my weaknesses, like, chips and ice cream. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I un- I totally understand. But, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. For me, that's why I can never do anything with food. I remember I worked at a pizza store. I worked at, a uh-huh. like, an ice cream shop. Like, I... Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not for me because I started just eating, you know, like, take whatever you want. Oh, I could take a yeah. whole pizza? <laughs> a whole pizza? Are you serious? And, you know, I would take it home, eat it. I was like, man, this is really bad. And I was like, I can't be working here. Like, I, I uh-huh. legitimately can't work at a restaurant. I can't work at 
anything that involves food. So, um, so I stopped that and I was like, all right, I guess I'll do retail or something else. And I was like, you know, it's just like that transition phase. And yeah. I was probably like 16, 17. I was just like eating so much pizza, so much. Uh-huh. I was like, man, this is really bad. And then one day I just stopped showing up. Of course, I don't recommend it. Oh, because it w- I had such a bad, like I, I was literally eating a pizza mm-hmm. every time I worked. Like a whole pizza or half a pizza or whatever mm-hmm. whatever they had there. Because um, I would make it myself or someone else would have leftovers. Like, oh, I just made this pizza or like a customer didn't want this one because they had uh-huh. anchovies or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd be like, man, I can have it, really? And of course, the problem is it's free. Like, th- yeah. when it's free, you just like feel like obligated to me. Yeah. So it- I-, I felt obligated to eat it. So every time I was like, I can't waste this food. I got to take this home. Um, in retail, you kind of have that because people bring food. And mm-hmm. they would cater stuff there, but it was only like once in a while. So yeah, not as often. Yeah, but I would take like like a, even then I would still take the whole thing. Like they would buy like a three foot sub. I'll take it home. You know, mm-hmm. my parents were home, so I would be like, "Hey, I got a three foot sub. You want some?" Like it was just like a, a, <laughs> it was like it was crazy to me. Like I just I don't have the mental capacity to mm-hmm. like have a good relationship with food unless it's out of my face. Like if it, I can't see it, you know, um, if it costs money, that kind of gives that yeah. a little, little like, oh yeah, it's, oh, that's a little, you know, I have to go get that. There's can, another barrier stopping yeah, you in yeah. a sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, I always found that bad, but like, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I just always found that interesting. And once you get into fitness, it's just like, it's, it's like a constant learning game of nutrition and what to do, what mm-hmm. not to do. And like, for me, I think that's really beneficial. But I mean, like food like that, like could not, could not. I would literally eat everything in that bakery. Like if I worked <laughs> there, I would literally eat everything there. You know, mm-hmm. you would see me eat a cookie in the morning. Uh-huh. You would see me eat two cookies in the <laughs> afternoon. Then you would see me eat like three donuts. And you would see me take home a whole box of goodies. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you would think I was gonna give it to people. Like some people thought that. <laughs> like, oh, you took the whole pizza? Yeah, you gonna share it with someone? I'm like, what? Let's share it. And I was like, I'm not sharing that. I'm like, you crazy? But yeah, that was like, just a. Uh, I don't know. I just can't do it. Like, like I'm like, if I worked at a bakery, this, it would not go well for me. My mental state would not last. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know how you handle it because. Being around it, I mean, especially when you haven't eaten, especially in the morning or something, yeah. I could have just imagined like that. I'm hungry right now. Oh, there's food right here. Yeah. I know. And I think like that's also one of the things like um, whether working at a bakery or anywhere near food where it's super accessible, I think like, and that's the reason why some people find more success in prepping their foods or meal prepping and just making sure that you know, like if even if they want to have something, you know, something good, something like a little bit like a cheat meal, they would um, try to finish like their food that's intended for them or like the, the food that they prepped before they eat like, you know, the good stuff. Like they try to get themselves full with like the foods that they need to, to eat first. And like I have personally felt that way too. Like there would be days where I'd leave my food at home and so I wouldn't have anything at the bakery and obviously like, sometimes like like I would have 
eggs. Simply because like those are the ones that are like super accessible at the bakery. But I think at a certain point, like you, you really learn to sort of like, I want to say like calm yourself down. Like I think like with any job that I've taken, like the first few days, the first few weeks, I'm constantly wanting to try everything. But after a while, because you see them every single day, uh-huh. I think at the same time you get a little bit of like, you know, like you start to be able to resist them more in a sense yeah yeah i see what you're saying um not me no i have no there's no, no filter there's it'd be cookies all day. I feel it starts becoming like you know unless it's really some a, a thing that's really your favorite i feel that it, it's still hard no matter what to say no to like i would feel the same way i think with pizza uh-huh. like they're like there would be so many different kinds, and it's like every day that you'll be like, "Oh, I'll have one slice of this." Oh yeah, I'll have slice more and something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not good. It, it like I, I only worked there for three months because of that. Uh-huh. That one thing, because I was like, you know, I worked part time, so it was like only mm-hmm. a few, every few days, but <laughs> every few days adds up. Um, and I was just yeah. like, "This isn't gonna work." Like. I didn't even say anything. I was like, I can't, I can't go back there. I w- I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat two pieces at one point. Like I remember, I took, I, I took home two boxes because there was a leftover box and there was a, another box that had like half or something left. I was like, man, I got okay. I'm taking both. End up eating a, a whole pizza, a whole one and a half pizzas, and I've never felt worse in my life. And then that's the realization. Like I gotta stop. Yeah. You know and. <laughs> I was like, man, this is not good. I just had pizza the other day, by by the way, for everyone. So it's not. <laughs> I, 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 but like now, I have it like two or three, and it costs money. So it's like, oh, this yeah. is this is crazy. Like I can't, I can't spend ten dollars on a pizza or five bucks or whatever the price is. I don't know what you use in Canada. Um, <laughs> like um, for us, it's a, I think um, because the Canadian dollar is a little bit. Um, bad right now like and I, I think ever since like food in the u.s is a little bit um cheaper in a sense mm. like i feel like our prices in canada are way higher and so that's also the reason why a lot of like canadians when they come into the u.s they feel that everything's bigger like the portion sizes are bigger simply because i think in a sense like um the u.s has made food a top priority to make it more accessible price-wise for everyone and yeah, like I, I go crazy whenever I'm across the border. Like you guys have so many like chips and all different kinds of things that in Canada we don't have. Um, we always joke around on Instagram that in Canada a lot of things, like we're literally neck right next to the U.S. However, there's so many things, so many items that don't reach us in Canada. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but... <laughs> I mean, like, you come to the U.S., I mean, it's not the healthiest country. Well, I mean, like, there's a McDonald's <laughs> every two feet. Um, like, I like I am, I got pretty shocked, I think, like, at some of, like, the sizes that mm-hmm. um, some fast foods have in the U.S. Like, when it comes to, like, um, well, you guys call it um, soda. But, like, for us, like, for pop, like. I think, like, the largest size for us would be, like, this. Whereas in the U.S., I've seen it, like, way bigger. <laughs> yeah. And, it, like, it's half, like, it's, like, even converted, even with our dollar being at an all-time low, it's still cheaper than if we were to buy something 
like something equivalent in our country. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's expensive. Oh, well, it's not expensive. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. everything that's bad for you is easy to get. Mm-hmm. I, I could I could go get a bag of chips mm-hmm. right now. Family size. Yeah, I don't think you have family size over there. But I think ours is like party size. Like we, I know for a fact we have party size. Maybe it's a little bit. Like I've seen like your bags of chips. They're way bigger. Uh-huh. Like, I think ours would be like three quarters of the size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd get a family size bag, you know, and it'd be for one person. <laughs> that's what it, that's what family size means now. Uh, so <laughs> I guess, and you know, we have little bags of chips. I mean, we have little stuff like that, but we have a lot larger stuff, like because yeah. buy in bulk. That's like a, a thing we do here. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's good if you buy like a whole bunch of this because it's a lot cheaper. Save money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's also one of the things where a lot of people always say um, that. The foods that are like you know fast food and foods that are generally look, generally looked at as less healthy or you know not as good for you is so accessible. Whereas like um, foods that are like nutritious and organic and everything, like a lot of people would say that oftentimes it is more expensive or less accessible. Like obviously, I think like it also it's not always the case, but it does. I feel take more effort. Like you need more effort to actually go and grab something that's nutritious, organic, or like whole. Whereas like every corner, there's a McDonald's. Every corner for us, there's like a Tim Hortons and stuff like that. So it's really like, I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to like the individual choices that we make, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But food is so addictive, especially sugar. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, even like sugar and butter, it's crazy. Like, everything tastes better with butter. Everything tastes better with sugar. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. It's like, and some people get those, um, I don't know what to call them, withdrawals. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's like where you feel like really bad. I had that with pizza because it's a lot of carbs. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I was probably eating five, 600 carbs when I was eating a whole pizza or a whole half a pizza or whatever it was. It was like six, seven, or no, yeah, six, seven hundred carbs. Now, of course, if I drank a soda with it, that crank it up to like yeah. nine, ten, uh, ten thousand. I don't know, some ridiculous one. Um, and I'll be and like, the sugar would be insane as well. Like I remember seeing like a bottle of um, pop on its own, like a bottle of Coke already has like three quarters of the recommended sugar for a person. So r- straight away, like you could like take so much sugar already and i feel that every now and then it's good but at the same time it does have like some effects like i sometimes like feel like i could feel it like i personally i haven't had um pop or soda in two years wow yeah simply and not just because like oh i'm trying to restrict myself but simply because doesn't make you um, growing up as a kid, my like, or even now, like my mom is crazy for pop and soda, and I feel like every growing up because I keep seeing her drink every single day, like sort sort of like a little bit mentally, mm. like it's got into my head that it's something that I don't like, but, <laughs> but it's just like um I feel that you know it's also something nice because um 
sometimes like and this is like a bad habit as well like i enjoy watching like some of like food networks and similar shows on youtube that show you how they make stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like for example like pop like it's it may taste good but like i i remember like watching a video of how it was made and like how it comes to be like it was pretty like kind of scary <laughs> yeah all that sugar all that. yeah the fact that it's all made in like a factory from start to finish <laughs> at all it's like nothing at all it's like you know naturally yeah i, I don't know i i think sodas i don't know i have the same thing with alcohol i don't really drink at all so i think i haven't drunk in like two years exactly like you say so it's just like i don't know picking and choosing what you want um yeah yes also because you know you see other people and you're like i don't want to do that you know i don't want to be part of that yeah <laughs> like i said i think that was for me that was the thing with my mom and pop because i kept seeing it every day like every day at home there would be pop and like eventually when i um moved out and everything i was just like i'm not gonna have this at home and stuff like that and then slowly like i realized that it had been like a couple of months that i didn't take pop and then now i think it's been it's been about two years uh-huh. and it helps if you don't think about it too i feel with some stuff like those yeah the, the less you think about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so you're in fitness and everything so like that's how i found you so that mm-hmm. like i don't know like do you I mean, I'm always interested. Do you like the community kind of aspect of fitness, like the fitness world? I'm interested. Um, I have, I've only, like, my, I've only been on Instagram for a, almost a year. Like, I think it'll be a year in February. So, um, it's been amazing. Like, um, I very much enjoy meeting people on the community. Um, I love like making like making friends with people and like just getting to know more about them way beyond Instagram. Um and I know that recently um the LA Expo just finished over the weekend and um I'm pretty jealous of those who were able to like meet each each other in person finally. Um and I feel like because a lot of times being in Canada the community is a much smaller than it is in the US and even then like um it would be awesome like if we had something similar in Canada as well um yeah and the only thing that i probably don't like as much with the community like i don't get much of it but i've seen it around and like there's no denying it how there's a lot of like people i think who like sometimes like can't help themselves with like comments of something like that and like you know Trolls. The creeps, the uh, trolls, the, like the, yes. <laughs> there's not there's not any one type of person. Uh-huh. Like, the, um, also on Instagram, I think a lot of like fitness, um, a lot of people who are in like um, a lot of like girls would feel the same way because there's this there's a lot of like accounts that constantly like spam and stuff like that and like I like, I don't know if you're familiar with it but there's one that's called Dreaming Elegance that constantly like comments and everything and like they have like multiple accounts and it's just like obviously like, an account that's up to no good and they're just trying to like I feel like fool people and stuff like that um and then I think sometimes like the community no matter how empowering and um supportive it supportive it is I know that a lot of times it does bring pressure as well 
Huh. And like I sometimes feel the, that pressure as well. And I know a lot of girls who feel the same way, you know, like uh, pressure to like not just like, you know, to conform to a certain trend sometimes. But at the same time, sometimes it becomes a little bit pressuring. I know a lot of girls who feel like sometimes they're not enough or they feel that they need to look a certain way to be considered, you know, an influencer or to have their place in social media. And I feel like it's important to just, at the end of the day, you know, like, I don't think, like, numbers, like, the amount of followers that you have really matters as long as you stay true to yourself, you uh-huh. know? Um, there's no point um, comparing ourselves to others. And I feel like this is also one of, like, the concerns on Instagram because you're constantly seeing, you know, you're constantly seeing everyone's best sides. Some And sometimes Instagram can sort of be like that, like a highlight reel where people obviously like post the best or like the good aspects, right? And like from a person who's looking at it, sometimes it's easy, easy to think like, how come she has this? How come she looks like this? Or how come blah, 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 blah. And why can't I be more like her, you know? And while it's inspiring, sometimes it does... You know, it's easy to get, like, sometimes, like, you know, a little bit of, like, pressured in that sense and, like, start comparing. But, yeah, like, I just feel at the end of the day, everybody has their own journey. And that's one of the things that you should never lose sight of, no matter what. Uh-huh. What was the purpose of your... Was it was it to share your experience or what was it, the whole purpose? Uh-huh. What was your intent in the beginning? Everyone has a different intent. So my intent at the beginning was like, I, like I said, I started Kayla Itzines' BBG program. And BBG on its own already has like the community's insane. Like um, there's so many girls who do the program. Um, I love the program. It worked for me. Um, and at that time, I think like same with a lot of people, I started the account simply because I would... I wanted to see or keep track of other girls who were doing the same program. Um, a lot of times, like I would, uh, I started out asking for tips and like I asked them like how they felt about this or that, how they're doing with this, like um, how long have they been doing the program? And then eventually, like I just really enjoyed it. I started making friends. Um, I decided to sort of like a lot of people at that point, like. Um, when I started posting transformation photos of like, of myself, um, like maybe like I started doing so like maybe five, six months into the program, um, people would, um, con- would be asked like message would message me asking like, how long have I been doing the program? What do I eat? Like what do, what does like sort of like my nutrition look like? So I kind of felt like, you know, like um, it's amazing. And I wanted to, to address this in my post and sort of like share what worked for me and I think like I just enjoyed it like in the beginning even I always post um, workout videos like maybe three times a week and it's interesting because uh, when even last spring last summer anytime I pull out my phone in the gym I'd feel sort of like shy Mm -hmm. like to be videoing myself and it's crazy how things change over a span of months and like now I don't even hesitate to like bring up my phone where I bring up my phone out whereas before I'd constantly be thinking 
oh no, what would he or she think um, if they saw me trying to video myself or trying to take photos at the gym and stuff like that. <laughs> so I really just like enjoyed being on Instagram, being a part of the community because of the friendships that I've made. And not only with fitness related, but with anything like I, you know, I would be at like you know conversations with other girls about our dogs about our travel plans anything like that like i felt like i never expected to be able to meet a lot of girls on instagram much more make genuine friendships um i haven't like i haven't met like a ton of people but i probably met like 10 or 20 in vancouver um and it's always so nice simply because there's not a lot of us, I feel like, in Canada versus in the U.S. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I'd say I, I'd say most mm-hmm. of my guests is like one or two of you are Canadian. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like this is interesting. I'm like, I think in general it's just a little, like I said, a little bit more quiet for yeah. us. So I know for a fact there's a lot, but I don't like. I think there's less movement as there is in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I I totally understand. Like, okay, okay. This is another topic I always like to bring up. Okay. So what about these influencers, like the good, the bad, the ugly? I mean, what what is your thoughts on this? I mean. Uh, I think when, like, the good thing I feel is, like, there's always good, like, as long, you know, as you're being able to help someone, it doesn't matter, like I said, if a hundred people or a thousand people or ten thousand people like like your pictures and stuff like that. The, if you are able to help a person, you know, like if or someone read a caption of your or something that you had to say and it helped their day or helped something that they're struggling with, I feel like that's that's it. Like you were able to do your purpose or like be able to help someone. And I feel at the end of the day, that's the important thing. Um, and that's the good side, I feel. The bad side, I think a lot of people, like, I know a lot of people who take it more because it, being an influencer is commonly associated. I know a lot of people do it as their side job as well. And for income-wise, I know recently when Instagram changed, changed its algorithm, a lot of girls were sort of like, peeved about it simply because they weren't getting as much exposure and engagement uh-huh. and and that's totally fine like um but i think sometimes like a lot of influencers and a lot of girls get so caught up with like the numbers you know how many people like view or follow them that it's so easy to lose sight of the main purpose uh-huh. and a lot of people i think like they think as well that doing it is easy. <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going like, to tell you a story it is here. Not- <laughs> it, is, it is the hardest thing ever. I'm I a, know. I'm a Twitter person, so I use Twitter a lot more than – like, I just barely started my Instagram. And I don't – like, I'm not going to tell all y'all, all y'all out there listening about it because, you know, I want to – I don't know. For me, it's just like I don't want to create a large community really fast and, you know, all that stuff because I don't know what to post. I don't want people to, you know, like bad info. I don't know what I'm doing. So, and also, what is up with this? Like, like, like if I follow someone, it's like five days ago, six days ago. There's no like chronological order. Like, I don't understand how that, that 
that can function. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like on Twitter, like I see who posts like the recent, the yeah. most recent posts, uh, recent tweets or whatever you want to say. And I can see that. And with Instagram, it's like showing me stuff from like six, seven days ago. I'm like, uh, like that's like so long ago and i comment on it i'm like oh this i feel so dumb like this is six days ago you know <laughs> or it's not relevant anymore because it's yeah. been a week or something yeah. like that yeah and i was like this is so embarrassing but you know i don't know i'm not i don't know i'm just, like it's a hard thing like i was yeah. thinking today i was like what am i gonna post mm-hmm. i guess i'll post this or that or you know i have two I have like two quotes, two pictures, or and that's it. Like there's no, there's no in between. It's like I don't know. It's so hard, and I can't imagine coming up with content every single day. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's crazy. Like especially in the beginning, like it's hard. Like sometimes, and there are days where it's like I'm not too sure what I want to talk about as well. Like some days, you know, like if I like had like an experience that was you know like i really wanted to share that that's awesome but there are some days where i'm just like what do i want to talk about today or something like that you know and i i feel that you know sometimes a lot of girls overthink it like you could you could just like express yourself in any way you can and i feel a lot of times like you know that there are some posts that work better than others (laughs) And, um, but what's important really is that you sort of like stay true to who you are. And I think one of the things as well is like consistency, you know, like, like you said, consistency in posting as well. Right. Yeah. And that helps. I feel a lot of people are actually annoyed with Instagram right now, simply because they feel like it used to be easier to share what I can to share and grow your account for us now the algorithm sort of like prioritizes those posts or those accounts that within the first 24 hours gets the most likes or something like that like i think like your chances of popping up on people's feeds are higher and um there are like a lot of girls are also not happy with how you could now like sort of like boost the exposure on your post if you pay instagram mm. and stuff like that for a certain, I think, like, amount, more people will be able to see your posts. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, that what that isn't what Instagram first started out as. Like, you know, like, Instagram used to be something where, you know, like, you can be creative, you can do anything, and it's, like, easier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. It is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I love your, I like your posts because they're thoughtful, their workouts are, like, they're, 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 I don't know. They, I feel like they, they have genuine personality to them. Um, like with Instagram, I'll, I'll, I don't even look at the picture. I just scroll down to the caption. Like that's my instinct now. You know? Oh, okay. So like that's like if, if it's really long, I kind of like I've, like like if it's like three pages, I'm like, oh no, I'm not reading that because that's <laughs> I can't I can't I can't focus that long on reading that. But if it's like you know a good size caption. Um, if it's really short, I don't mind short ones, but it's just like, ah, you kind of, not wasting my time, but like, oh, it was just, <laughs> like, I, I, I learned nothing. I just learned like, oh, have an amazing day, which is an amazing Monday, which I think is okay because like, mm-hmm. I would do that too because it's just not, I don't know what to write. Like, I um, think every now and then it's fine, right? Like every now and then it's like interesting or like kind of like even like cute looking, you know? It's like charming in a sense to sometimes just be like short, but 
for me, I think like I'm also a person who has I feel a lot of things to say. <laughs> so sometimes like it might be hard for me to start off or like find a topic, but I think once I've like picked out a topic, like I just go on and on. And I think as a person, that's just sort of like who I am. Yeah, like, my boy always tells me the same thing. It's like. I asked you one thing, but then, like, you started talking about it and then sort of, like, moved to two or three topics after it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like that because I like, I like mm-hmm. talking about different things. So it's like, you know, I always change the subject. People get mad at me because, like, we were talking about something deep. <laughs> like, we can uh-huh. be talking about, like, life or whatever, or what the meaning of life is. And then next man, I'm making a joke about you know whatever this is and like it's it like it doesn't make sense sometimes so i totally get like wanting to discuss many many things at once i always have that so like it's just like let's go let's move on let's the next thing so yeah i I get that a lot yeah so like i think the worst part for me is um and like my boyfriend like i said hates this like i would move to a different topic and then afterwards go back to it and he was like why like why did you go back to it and stuff like that i just feel like sometimes like i feel like i forgot to say some say something about the first topic and he'd be like ah your brain is like going like a hundred miles per hour like that so yeah Yeah, and it's going in reverse and back and forth like Mm -hmm. i have that too because it's like you want to talk like sometimes he's like ah i didn't say that thing about that thing like Um, and people get really mad at that or like they're like what what are you talking about like you're talking about Mm -hmm. something that we weren't even talking about but we talked about it five minutes ago so you shouldn't remember i get so mad because i'm like well we just spoke about this like five minutes Mm -hmm. ago and they're like what no no we were talking about this thing i'm like uh no we were also talking about that so i can do what i want um so to me it's like really difficult to do that so yeah um is it is it like crazy to you that you're kind of creating a community like i i always try to get this through like even the numbers that i'm like i don't care about numbers honestly i don't look at statistics i mean it's interesting to look at as like a scientist or Mm -hmm. whatever kind of aspect because like what makes someone you know like what makes someone cheat that not cheat the algorithm but like make the algorithm work for them rather than the other way around um so it's interesting to me but like I always like the the number doesn't really matter to me because it's like it's just a number. What if the number was not there? Like, would yeah. you feel any different? I would feel like, oh, well, what matters most is it how many followers you have, how many likes you have, how many saves, how many you know engagement, how many comments? Like, what really matters? Um, a lot of people say the followers don't matter. It's about the comments and about communicating with all the people, um, which I think is good good kind of idea because like you're actually talking to someone so you're actually creating like that but then i always like well that number is pretty big i mean what (laughs) i don't know what yours is but it's probably like six or eight something like that right and i'm like you could fill up half a stadium like (laughs) like we could be playing some ping pong and you know eight thousand people will be watching us and it's like to me like like sometimes people don't register that like like, you know, and then what if this goes out of control, you know, snowball effect. <laughs> like, to me, I don't like, I don't like fame. I don't want fame. Like, uh, keep me on the down low. 
you know that's why i don't tell people what my instagram is but they'll find it eventually you know they're, they're people are like oh i want to you know blah 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 you know but i'm like uh, please please that's too much pressure like to me that i feel like you have to like it, you have to create content because now there's people here there's you know you're trying to get busy so i don't care about the follower but just the aspect like eight mm-hmm. eight seven seven whatever the number is eight thousand people let's say eight thousand mm-hmm. or you know nine thousand whatever the number is you fill half a stadium <laughs> you fill up four or five theaters like <laughs> like you know you don't realize that and then you know, snowballs. Okay, ten thousand comes. Where are you going to be next year? Where are you going to be the year after that? Eventually, you're going to hit a peak where you're like, you're going to be walking outside. People are going to be like, "Oh my God, it's Megan!" Whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, that is too weird for me. Like that is like, I have friends who are, you know, whatever they influencers or whatever you call them. I'm, I, I don't like. I'm like, dude. I'm like, I'm, I always say like, I was just what what him. You think he's interesting? <laughs> like, he's just a dude. Like, he's just another person. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no, he's so amazing. I'm like, no, he's just another person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you that story about this other story? Like, you know, when he tripped and fell, you know, or when she tripped and fell. <laughs> like, I'm like, 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 I'm like, you're putting this person on a pedestal. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, you, know, I don't, I, you know, oh, he has a. He has a uh, two hundred thousand uh, Instagram followers. I'm like, oh, I don't care. I don't he's still a goofball. Like he's tri- tripped over that that thing. Oh yeah, I remember I gave him like a jalapeno or something. Like it was just, it's just like to me, it's like, it's just like that. Like I don't know, these numbers don't matter. Like I don't care whether you have, but I have to be able to find you. That's the hardest part. If you have two followers, how am I supposed to find you? Like, I, it's, <laughs> That's true. Like people get mad at me about that. I'm like. Uh-uh. Um, I can't find someone with zero followers. Actually, I could. And th- those are people who don't use the internet. I know a couple of those people. But most people do use the internet and have some type of following. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I have people from one, I don't know, no, 500 to, actually, no, zero to whatever, a million or trillion or whatever you numbers there are. Because I don't, I, I'm like, these numbers, sometimes I'm like, that's weird that you have that amount of people following. Like, like you're, I don't know. Sometimes I say it's a cult. Like you just created a cult. Like you created uh, people that are just gonna defend you, love you, you know, <laughs> die with you. Um, it's like that kind of thing. So I like, I'm like staried eye when I look at, at people. I'm like, man, uh, you, you just joined a cult. Like you're following that person. That's a cult right there. I mean, you can join smaller cults like Megan's cult. Um, or Megan's <laughs> cult. I'm always like. Yeah, yeah. So smaller cults are pretty cool because nobody knows about them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know what that tension was about, but I don't know. I just want to, I guess I wanted your thoughts. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people always say that numbers don't count, but obviously you also have, um, especially with the algorithm, you all, you need a certain number sort of to like get your message out. <laughs> but I totally get your point as well where sometimes like, they put these influencers on a pedestal thinking that, you know, because they have, you know, six six figures or um, like followers or something like that, that they're any different. And I personally, like, I've seen some girls as well who talk about the whole thing as well because people think 
like, oh, you know, like they're so big because they have these X number of followers that a lot of people actually think that they could like comment on their photos and say mean things that hurt, right? Like at the end of the day, these are still people with feelings. Like I can never imagine, I can never understand actually why some people think that it's totally fine to like bash other people and like literally go to someone's account and say mean things, you know, like. If you don't like, I just feel if you don't like it, like you could just like click back, you know, and just like leave the account. It's not like the account's like going to your face and telling you, hey, read my caption and go ahead and comment. At the same time, these are still people with like normal lives and they literally can read everything that these people say. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even with like, you know, like non influencers, like celebrities, you'll always see people trolling on their comments and stuff like that. And I just feel like at the end of the day, it's like, these are still people. Like, their purpose and their intention of being on social media is, you know, to try to help people and stuff like that. And mm. I feel like that's one of the things that um, it's pretty interesting. Like, there's so many, like, different um, girls on Instagram that I'd love to meet one day. Um, even Not only just on Instagram, but on YouTube, um, I'm a huge fan. Like, I have so many subscriptions. And, like, I sometimes it's so nice how, you know, like, you know exactly. Like, you're just, like, a follower. But you know what exactly what they had for lunch or what they're doing, what they're up to. It's so weird. <laughs> I, I know. Like, you'll see, like, and I feel like a lot of it, like, when Instagram released um, the whole feature on stories, it, um, Instagram became a little bit more personal. Just because a lot of people they don't want to post um, things that don't, you know, match well with their accounts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, stories are able to sort of, like, do that. Like, they show everything from, like, the moment they wake up to, like, what they're up to. Yeah, yeah. So, like, who would you like to meet? Is it, like, is it, like, just, like, random people or is it just, like... (sighs) Actually, there's so many people, like, I'd love to meet, like, I'd love to meet, like, a lot of the girls that are, like, I, I, I follow quite a few girls, but I think, like, the most, um, the ones I would love to meet for sure are those who aren't just about fitness. Like, I know my account's about fitness, but I feel like those who are just beyond, like, you know, who have more to say about just looking good and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's at this point in time, like those for me are the most inspirational. Those who are able to live a balanced life, not just, you know, working and like constantly watching what they eat and making sure that they're lean and everything. Like, obviously like, um, I look up to those people as well, but for me at this point, like I, I'm more inspired by those who are grinding it out, people who are still in school or working, you know, like one job, like one or two jobs and like making everything work. And I feel like these are the people who are very inspiring, the people who, you know, like still have everyday struggles, but manage somehow at the end of the day to be able to make everything work. And I feel that's the strength that I always look up to. And I feel that I aspire to also be like, and, you know, when you're inspired by someone, you want to use that inspiration um, 
to lift you up as well, lift you up in your own personal lives. And I feel like with Instagram, you know, that's what it means to be an influencer, to like make an effect, an impact on other people's lives. And I think I personally feel it like sometimes it feels weird um, and it feels really sort of, um, you know, like it's really heartwarming when other people like would post and tag me under photos saying that they tried my workout, that they found something that I said in my story or in my posts relevant and, you know, like it made their morning or they needed to hear it. I feel like every time I read messages or I read you know, tags like that, it really makes me feel satisfied. Uh-huh. <laughs> like days where I'm frustrated with Instagram simply because, like you said, it is it can be hard sometimes to juggle life and Instagram finding content. But these messages that people give, you know, like knowing that you're making a difference in other other people's lives, like it makes it all worth it, you know, so... For me, that's the best part, and I think that's what it means. You know, the whole influencer and being an influencer, trying to make a change. And do you? I don't know. I found a girl. Uh, you know, certain people. I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. Because like, whatever. Like, um, like there's this one drummer. Um, his name's Luke Holland. Best, mm-hmm. best person. Like, like you know. He commented, well, I commented on his YouTube video and he responded. And I was like, ah! You know, like Starstruck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Starstruck. And, you know, he doesn't have, like, the biggest channel or anything like that. But it was just, like, him taking the time out of his busy day and says, oh, that's a good idea. Or, like, you know, because I, I put some input. Like, maybe I want this song, you know? Or, like, you know, it's, like, stuff like that. And yeah. him responding, you know, uh-huh. he probably doesn't even remember. But it was just, like... It's a. I don't know what it is. It's like it's such a small thing, but it's such yeah. a big thing. Like what you know? And when I see people do that, like like uh-huh. Elon Musk does that a lot. I've seen him just like answer people's questions, and I know I'm like, like man, that you have literally forty, <laughs> no, whatever, thirteen million people trying to knock at your door. <laughs> like I can't imagine just you know. And sorting through the garbage because <laughs> most of, most of it's garbage. Like when you get like people think large followings are good, not not really. I mean, when it gets large enough, like you're gonna get more garbage. Um, yeah. It's just a fact. More yeah, more trolls. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. It's not gonna be good. It's good to have a small community because you only have like like 100 percent of my comments are great or whatever or nice. <laughs> like they're not trolls. But once you get like I don't know. I'll say it's a hundred thousand. Like the, the the numbers, I don't know the exact number, yeah. but it'd be somewhere around there. It just starts turning rotten like an apple. Like you left it out too long. <laughs> you got to take care of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you got to just be like, oh, not answering that dude, not answering that dude, not answering <laughs> that dude, or whatever you do. I don't know. But I don't know. It's when I see people like that, and you know, it's just like, of course, starstruck. So I always find that. That I don't know. It's crazy to me. Like, why would you answer me? Like, I, I was expecting nothing, but I got something. I was like, what? And I was, you know, you look around. Like, is this even real? Like, <laughs> and you start taking pictures of the picture, and you're like, <laughs> you like screenshot the yeah, comments sc- yeah, and everything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So like, I always find that interesting. But like, I don't know. All these, like, who inspires you the most? Like. Specifically, is it a person? Is it just a, a group of people? Like, who is it? 
Um, for a person, I feel like right now, like the person who inspires me the most, and I've been like obsessed with her content and what she stands for, like her brand as well. Um, would be Amanda Bucci. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has um, she's she's hu- she's huge on Instagram. She does YouTube, um, and at the same time, she does podcasts as well. Uh-huh. I think like I just feel there's like I love her. I get inspired by her simply because I feel that she's so real. Uh-huh. Um, she used to be a bikini competitor and then she dwelled into like powerlifting and now she also does like online coaching and everything. And the reason why I love her simply because whenever I'm listening to her, she feels like genuinely real. Um, she doesn't hesitate to like show the bad side or like the struggles or uh-huh. like, you know, like the, difficulties that are behind the curtain that other people rarely talk about simply because you know like nobody like everyone always um sometimes like stays away from like you know the bad side of it just because they feel like you know it's not the popular choice it's not the popular topic but you know like amanda is always um she doesn't hesitate to talk about it and I feel that's always so inspiring, like to able to stand your ground and say what you think and truly believe in, even if other people, you know, don't necessarily feel the same or if society feels differently from what you stand for. Um, at the same time, I like as a group, like I love Bart and Geo Quan. Uh-huh. Um, they're sort of like they do. They're on. Yeah, the I, I, yeah. I was, I was, I was, they're they're lovely people. I think they. Yeah. Yeah. Like because they do they do a number of stuff. They also have um they have their own gym, gym. and barbell brigade. brigade. It's a nice. It's a nice. It's a really nice place. Have you been? Have yeah. you yeah. ever I've, been? Yeah, it's really nice. That's like one of my. And they're always there. They're always like, there. At least one of them. I know. Like I remember, I, remember I, I saw him. I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." You know, it's weird seeing people that are like, like you watch or have watched. It's still, I still can't get over it. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I saw that dude on the internet, uh-huh. uh, or I watch his video or something, whatever. Mm-hmm. His like vlog. you know what they're up to, and then you see them in person, and you're like, I sort of like. And they say hi to you, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and they ask you questions and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, nice guy. I don't, I don't, you know, he probably meets a lot of people, but, you know, it's just like him shaking my hand, giving me a hug, which I did not expect. You don't expect those things from the people. And of course, Amanda, I think, is one of those those kind of like unicorns. She needs to be on my podcast. I've been trying to get her on. It hasn't worked out. Yeah, it hasn't worked out. I mean, she, she told me like a week, last, but like last week, like, we we're going to do podcasts this day. And I was like, it's just like the back and forth. Like, ah, oh, she got to do this. So I'm like, she's way too busy. Like there's a lot of people that are like that. I'm like, man, you, you're up here and you got so much stuff to do. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm not one of those people. Like I, I prioritize stuff over other stuff and then, you know, uh, whatever. But it's interesting to me, like how that is. And, you know, it's interesting to me, like all these different people, like sometimes I get, I, like I want to talk to people that are different from me. Like I don't want to, oh. you know. I think we would get along. Like I mean, I, I <laughs> like I. Of course, we'd get along right now because I'm already like, I'm like you know, whatever. And some people, you know, I don't know. I just I always have tough questions for people. Some people get stumped. 
I mean, <laughs> like I'm like, you know, I don't like being in the hot seat, like going on other people's podcasts. Like mm-hmm. it bothers me. It really does. Cause like, <laughs> it puts it's like, you in a vulnerable spot sometimes. Yeah. Right? So I'm always <laughs> interested in how do you feel? Like, is this your first podcast? You know, how do you feel about this? Like, I mean, I'm a total stranger sort of kind of, yeah, pretty much you know, a total stranger. Like, how does it, like, I always want to hear the other aspect because I've, I've recently been, like, asking people because I'm like, well, what do you think about this? I mean, like, some random dude on the internet just emails you or messages you or tw- tweets you. Like, how does that feel? Like, is that weird? Like, I'm always wondering. I, like, I totally, like, I, it's my first time to ever guess on a podcast. Um, but I didn't feel weird at all. Like, I think, like, when I first got your email about guesting on your podcast like i immediately just went on to um itunes and like checked it out and stuff like that um i feel like it's nothing like you with as with all experiences like you know um something new like sometimes it's scary but you sort of like sometimes it can go really well like sometimes it can go wrong but a lot of times it goes really well and it's an opportunity for you to sort of like experience new things and like even with you like i think it's like i really enjoyed it simply because i feel like we're both very like talkative people (laughs) so it's kind of like easy to like be able to talk and like move on to like different topics and stuff like that and some at the end of the day it's like i feel conversation it's it's similar to like having a conversation you know in a coffee shop with some person that you met and something like that like it's always nice to like um I feel that, you know, a lot of people don't carry, like, conversations like these enough or as much as, you know, like, in in today's day where it's all about, like, just a mere text or, like, a snap of a photo, you know? Like, sometimes it's so nice to genuinely, like, have a conversation with someone, you know, like, not have sort of, like, an outline of what we're going to talk about and just let things flow for what it is. So it's definitely, like, a nice experience and I... I don't think, like, it feels like a hot seat. If anything, like, you know, it's actually kind of fun. And going into it, like, uh, there, I don't think there was any pressure. So uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I always, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, uh, like, the, I don't know, maybe because the hot seat, I don't know, podcasts are all different. That's the problem. Like, some mm-hmm. are really, like, interview-based. You get questions beforehand. I remember I had that. Um mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it hits you with stuff you don't see like you know like I was, uh, I was like what i remember i was on this podcast i forget what it was called 12 13 minute combos like this dude has like the world record for most podcasts ever or something or close oh, to really? it yeah um and i was like oh cool i'll be a part of this thing you know i go on there and talk about like my childhood like stuff i didn't expect to talk about um my favorite <laughs> song like it was like so oh struck. really yeah was, and he, he would play it over the thing and then he would ask me questions like, oh, so what talent brought you to the – he has like the professional, most professional voice. Um, and then I've done other podcasts like um, – yeah, I've done t- – you know, I like guesting but like I just don't – like I feel like really pressured most of the time. I'm like, oh, I got – like it's like I'm, like I'm trying to dance or be performance arts and I'm like looking at them. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, if a friend has podcast. 
like well, I did a podcast. Well, I did two for us. So I don't know what's going on, but um, no, I can't say anything about that because stuff happens. But like, <laughs> I would be on a podcast and I'd be comfortable. Like I was like, oh, I'm not in the hot seat. It sometimes I do feel like I'm on the hot seat sometimes, but it's so interesting to me, like your point of view, because I'm just asking you to come on and you, you don't know what to expect. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of free flow. Um, mine is not structured at all. Like I just sometimes we don't even talk about fitness. Like yeah, like that's the whole like, that's the whole reason why I reached out. I'm like, oh, so yeah, this is about athletes, you know, doctors, blah blah blah, <laughs> whatever I say. And and, and I, like I try to make those custom sometimes. Like try to make mm-hmm. them like interesting. Sometimes I, I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Like how do you ask a person to be on a podcast? I don't know. Um, some people say tweet people. I'm like, that's very disrespectful. Or tag people. I'm like, that's very disrespectful. Like, you're just, you just like, it seems it's too attention seeking for me. For me, it's like, I'll slide into their DMs or slide into their emails. Or, <laughs> and if they say yes, so they say, no. the, the, the only problem I have is like, tell me no. Like, I'm one of those people like, I like to know. Um, Straight up. Yeah. And if you, if you just like ignore me, like, I'm like, oh. You know, I feel sad, but I give people like 10, 15 weeks to respond. I'm like, you know, and sometimes I get messages like it's a holidays. I understand. So I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand Megan didn't want to do it on Christmas or a podcast on Christmas or something. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand. Oh, it's the holidays. Maybe just wait, just wait, just wait. And you're, <laughs> and you're like, oh, she's going to respond. And like, it's like, who's the next guest? You know? You know, I want to talk to bakers. I want to talk to, like, I just want to talk to everybody. What's, that's the problem with me. I'm like, you know, and I don't like having, like, a lot of people in other podcasts. I I see this a lot, and it's my only criticism of anyone who does a podcast is you only have against a guest once. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to have Megan on again one day. Um, We'll we'll figure it out, but, like, it's to me, like, having that kind of, connection or whatever like mm-hmm. you know a lot of podcasts just have them on once like oh we had dr felix with us and it was wonderful blah 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 all right never again <laughs> like to me it's like well you didn't really get to know that person or understand what they were talking about like it was only an hour like what yeah. an hour that's all like or 45 minutes whatever you do i like the long form i you know if i if i if if people could i'd probably do three hours um but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people have, like, time constraints. I got to go, go, you know. An hour, I try to keep it at. I mean, we're already at 90 minutes. So, sorry for taking up all your time. No, it's totally fine. Like, um, like I said, like, right now, like, you know, it's it's really fun as well. And, like, um, it's always nice as well to just talk freely and, like, let it flow. Like, and at the end of the day, it's really all about being honest and, like, just staying true to yourself. And I feel like with podcasts and what as well and like people like when you bring on um different people on to you know guests and everything like each person will come in with a different you know they'll always bring something new to the table and i feel like that's what keeps things interesting right like to genuinely see the person the character and not have anything scripted not knowing what you're going to talk about you know i feel like that's a lot of honesty that it's a lot of honesty that comes with it so i think that's the appeal and what makes it really nice mm-hmm. yeah I, I find it nice too so i guess I'm, this is a question i want to ask you so mm-hmm. like 
you know, now I'm, I just want to ask people like, cause I'm at a hundred episodes or something like that. Some ridiculous number. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would get there. I, you know, I fell in love with this way too much. You know, I was uh-huh. doing two a week and whatever, or whatever. And I was just like, man, like, you know, you found this passion, whatever. So I always, I guess I'm starting this new tradition. So uh-huh. who would you like to see as a guest? I'm always curious. Um, if it's a friend, if it's a, you know, your mother, your your sister, you, I, I don't really care. I just like, I just like like whatever. Like I, you know, it could be someone on Instagram or Twitter or you know, whatever. I'm just always interested in who a person wants to have as a guest. Like, who would you like to see speak? I would probably like. Hmm. Like that is a tough question. I feel. Like I feel like now, like this one probably is a little bit of a hardest hardest question that you ask, because I would like same thing that like I would love to know more. Like I would love to hear you sort of like pick other people's brains more as well at the same time. But I think I would any you know um, I just love to know. In general, like I'm such a curious person that I love to know how what got other people started, and I think like sometimes you do say that you know like sometimes we put influencers who have you know x number of followers on such a pedestal, but I would love to know like I feel like how other people started as well, and um, I think a person that I probably would love to hear is um like the person who first did my uh, the person who created the program that i initially um joined and she's kayla it's an s so she started a whole bbg program and sort of like like you said also like one of those girls who created a cult out of the community like there's millions of people who are constantly doing her program and i just i feel like i sort of want to hear how she sort of like did it and like how she first started um because like i feel like it's always so nice when you know like everybody even when you have knowledge you know you know what works what doesn't i feel that when people are able to make a a lasting impression or like actually impact other people's lives it becomes more meaningful and so i think like that's how a lot of like people um, influencers grow as well when you're not offering just a certain product or service or good but actually making a difference in other people's lives and um, I am thankful for Kayla for making that program and that's how I really like um, started learning how to take care of my myself like physically and you know eating wise and everything as well so yeah but to be honest, like I would love to hear a lot of people talk more on your podcast. Like I would love to like see you sort of like pick their brains and everything. <laughs> uh huh. It, it's a, it's nice when you're the attacker, but it's not good when you're the other side. Like, <laughs> like it's I don't know. I feel like the pressure, the anxiety, the who, what are we gonna talk about? Like, it just hits like, me like a, a railroad truck. Like, for one right now, like, I think one of the things that, like, I am definitely thinking is, like, when this podcast goes on, like, I 
I I feel like I always find, and I don't know if you found this, the same. You felt the same way when you first started, but like, how did it feel for you hearing your voice? Like, I know, like we hear ourselves, but sometimes you know how, like, when you hear yourself recorded, you're like, do I sound like that? And stuff like that, and then like things that you probably like or habits that you don't notice suddenly you notice when you hear yourself. And I like I feel the same way like with videos and stuff like that. I have the tendency to like sort of like start touching my face or something like that as a habit, um, you know. And then like I can't wait when this podcast come comes out like sort of like hear myself because <laughs> it's not a good feeling. It I don't okay the total this is an honest truth. So mm-hmm. I do not listen to myself. I do not listen to a single podcast of mine. Really, I do not. I'll listen to some – if I go on someone else's podcast, I'll listen to mm-hmm. that because my voice is annoying. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't want to be responsible for what I said before. <laughs> There's like so many things. Like I've said things that are incorrect, false. I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. I just make assumptions. You know, there's a lot of things. When you're talking for an hour, hour and a half, or two, three, four hours, whatever, you start slipping up. You're, you're making mistakes. You're not going to be saying the right thing. Sure. Like, say you're talking about baking a cookie. How do you exactly bake a cookie? How do you make this specific type? Like, you know that, but not everyone knows. What if you give them, like, the wrong ingredient or the wrong amount of ingredient? That's true. It's on there forever. But, you know, I love it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's good because mm-hmm. – what I notice is, you know, I'll listen to segments sometimes, like pieces, like, like I say, like a lot. I say, I say, like oh, certain man. terms a lot. You know, I don't cuss as much anymore, but like I used to cuss a little bit more. <laughs> and then, you know, and also it's like we're dance partners right now. Like we're dancing. Like I'm trying to get in the groove. Sometimes we're not getting in the groove. I'm like, damn, like, oh my god, it's like, it's like, I don't know, it's like bombing at like a. Like say you're trying to do be a comedian and you just bomb on stage or something. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that. It's where like, oh, we just not we did not click. Like, like I want to try this again. <laughs> like because we failed. Like it's like it's like going on your first date, and this is basically what it is. And the date fails. Sometimes it goes good. Sometimes it goes bad. Uh, so that's just how I see it. And it's really it's really it's crazy because it's like is this. Like, did I rate? Like, did I say the right things? Did I, did it be mm-hmm. mean? Was I too aggressive? Like, you know. And we talk over each other, especially if we're talkatively. I was like, oh, like, say you're talking to me, I'd be like, oh, oh, she's gonna speak right now. Oh, oh when do when do I like butt in? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's the art of conversation or whatever you want. I don't consider whatever art or conversation, but it's just like, like you're trying to figure moments and times and what to say and. I like listening more than I like speaking. So I like hearing you more than, you know, and sometimes guests are shy. Like I got to drag them out of their skin shell because they're like, um, they're like, oh, so yeah, um, you know, talking very quietly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just that personality. Um, yeah. But the fact that you even like decided, hey, I'm going to go on a podcast. That is scary. <laughs> like if someone told me that, like, two or three years ago before I started, um, I would have been like, are you crazy? Like people are going to listen to you. You don't, you're not smart enough to do that. Like, but then I realized nobody's smart enough to do this. Like you're going to make mistakes, but whatever. 
and it's gonna be cool to look back you know i like certain episodes like i'm like man this is a really good episode i gotta listen to that especially the longer ones like mm-hmm. like what we're doing this is an hour and a half or whatever it yeah. is um so it's a lot better and i just feel like i get a lot more but when i go on people's podcasts i listen 100 percent. i listen to it three four times now um like I recently was talking about cryptocurrency on a podcast and I was just mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh gosh, like I said two, three things wrong or incorrectly. And I'm like, people could get misled by me. Like, I feel so bad. Like it makes, but then you can't like harp on it because you said it already. You can't, you can't change it. So I just try to go with it. And sometimes I'm just playing it off. Don't know what I'm talking about, you know? Like, you know, I, you know, when you go with someone that's an expert at something like a dietitian, um, yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, I don't have the level of knowledge to talk to you. Like you're using words that I don't even exist in my language, like my vocabulary. <laughs> I'm like, eh. so I try to, I try, I try my best and whatever it's, it's hard, but we'll, we'll be, we'll, I'll have you on again. Cause I don't know. I, there's not many times where the the, the thing clicks because it's like it's really bad sometimes. But yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like being being in the hot seat, being in the the limelight, or whatever you want to call it. How, how is it for you? Like, what did you expect before coming on here? Uh, like I at first, like I was thinking, like I sort of like didn't know exactly like what we were going to focus on. But I think um, a couple of minutes after, I sort of, like, eased a little bit and sort of just, like, like I started seeing it as if I were meeting someone for the first time or actually, like, bumping into, like, a friend or being introduced to someone. Um, I feel like that's sort of, like, the conversation that we had. So it wasn't pressuring anymore. Um, But at the same time, obviously, like, there's still pressure at the same time, like you said, to say the right, sort of like to say the right things. For me, it's a little bit more of like the way I speak, I feel. Like sometimes it still is like on, at the back of my head, like am I saying certain words correctly or like are people understanding how I talk and like um, am I saying pronouncing something wrong and stuff like that or like the habits that I would have saying like a lot and everything um but yeah i feel like it's not a hot seat in the sense that you know like i think with what we're talking as well there's no sort of like right or wrong um like it's genuinely just like really getting to know and like seeing a different aspect of a person and like for me it was really nice to get to know you as well and like to know more about how you started with your podcast and yeah like I, I re- didn't really feel being in the hot seat of anything. Like it was pretty enjoyable to like talk to someone new and find more, find out more about themselves. Mm-hmm. And is that does that like uh, the aspect of like um, what, am, what was I gonna say? Like the when you it, I don't know it's not the hot seat but like it's like the first time doing this. You know you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you don't know what you're talking about. It's just like, it's like, oh, okay. So how do you feel when, like, 
I don't know. Like, what if... I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, I do... I want to do more group podcasts, like two, three, four people. Um, like, would you be... Like, would that be easier for you? Or is that, like, a lot difficulter? I'm just always curious on what people think. I think, like, it could work. Like, as you said, it all comes down sometimes to, like, sort of, like, that chemistry. Or, like, you know, like, that sort of, like, you related it to, like, sort of, like, dancing, right? Whereas, like, it, like, depending on, like, who's on it, too, like, it would be either such a nice chemistry or sometimes it would be a little bit more difficult if, like, different personalities or characters were on it. Like, for example, like, if it were, like, a group of three or four, perhaps of, like, people sort of, like, you know, in the same, who, who, like, the same things and everything whose interests are similar like that would be really nice like um i feel like if it were like actual like a group of people who already know each other you know like uh, like i would probably like love to have something similar you know it's like um like a party chat in a sense uh-huh. of, like different girls that i kind of know but like wouldn't normally have the opportunity to talk about so many things in depth you know, in depth on Instagrams like that, I feel would be really fun. But if it were like different people, you know, with different interests, I think like that would be a little bit harder uh, to like um, for everything to like sort of like match. Yeah, but at yeah. The same time, you know, like it depends like the goal too. Like you know, like sometimes it's whether you just want to have fun or do you want you know sort of like things to flow easily. <laughs> yeah yeah i see what you're saying all right all right i'll stop wasting your time because I, I feel bad <laughs> like i always say yeah. these are an hour but they end up being two um yeah i don't know i will we will uh, yep yeah, i have something all right i'll, I'll end it